0: Welcome, welcome to Good Deeds Radio. I am Dr. Renee Sunday. I am the platform builder. I am your host. I know you're having an awesome, a fabulous, or magnificent day, even afternoon, depending on where you are. You know, it's good to be alive, right? It's good to be alive, that you can help somebody else, guess what, take the pain away. And that's what we do in our purpose. When we're in our purpose, we align and we actually take pain away from somebody else that they actually can have a fulfilled, guess what, successful life. And for them to actually walk in their purpose and destiny as well. And that's what we do here at Good Deep. We help you shine your light to the world. And shining that light, that light is your dreams, your goals, your passions, your purpose, and, of course, your destiny in life. You have to shine that to the world, and we do that through radio, TV, through our magazines, through our publishing company, and nonprofit organizations. I have the awesome opportunity of being a visionary and, of course, a CEO as well. Hallelujah. Amen, right? You know, the things that we have to realize, that we have to be a servant, right? That's what we have to do. We have to be a servant to other people. We have to make sure that we say, you know the three things I always say. You have to show compassion and love. You actually have to be authentic, and guess what? You have to be consistent. (laughs) That's what you have to do. My purpose is to help you shine that light to the world. My purpose is actually I help people identify their purpose if they're not aware, and then I help them build a platform to what? You know what to say. Be seen, be heard, and guess what? Get paid so they can actually help somebody else, right? That's what it's all about. You know, we want to thank you here at Good Deeds. We still trucking. We're pretty, we're number 57, I think, my team told me, in uh, all of the podcasts in the United States. Yes, thank you for believing in us. And guess what? We believe in you as well. We have to help one another. That's what we have to do. It's all, you know what I have to say, it's not about you. <laughs> it's all about us helping each other, right? So we thank you for that. We for believing us. We thank you for taking time to go into iTunes, downloading, liking, also YouTube and our website, and also, of course, all the social media platforms. But let's get this ball started. What they say, uh, let's get it started, you know. You know, I'm here in Atlanta. That's the theme soul for the pastor, right? So we're going to get it started, get it started. The question, my team, <laughs> my team is handing me the question. The question for Dr. Renee, you know, if you have a question, you can send it to us and we actually, uh, of course we have to, uh, my team goes through, but I don't get a chance to know what it's all about until this one right now when we get on the air. <laughs> but that's good, though. That's good. Because, you know, I'm going to do the three things I just talked about. I'm going to show love, I'm going to be authentic, and I'm going to be consistent, right? So the question, and I tend to paraphrase it if it has any person's name, and I do call the person and we have a little chat about the question and make sure they have that answer. And, you know, if I don't know the answer, we're going to find the answer together, right? But the question is, and it's interesting, um, and you know I'm an ordained minister, I'm part of the five fold ministry. You um I get questions as well in regards to spirituality. I get questions about faith, I get questions about, you know, all those type of things. And this question is, Dr. Serenae, Dr. Renee, Doctor Renee. Whoa, this is a big, this is a good one here. And I need to probably call this person right away. Um, Doctor Sandra, how did you know that you were Call to the ministry. Oh, y'all don't want to hear the answer to this one. Ah, ah, because I may not give you the true destroy answer, as you may have heard. I'll try to make it as uh, quick as we can. But, of course, when I call the young person, i I make sure I go in more detail. First of all, by you even, and they, they're actually wondering if they are called. Like that's the other part of that question. Uh, first of all, my grandma used to say, if you asking about a thing, you probably, that's what you are. Probably, I'm saying probably, okay? So, you know, deceiving people don't send me any letters, okay? <laughs> anyway, um, you know I've been practicing anesthesia for 18 years. I have to give you that background. You know, you know I grew up in poverty. Uh, you know I had went through the bullying thing. Um, so I actually didn't hear the audible voice that you've heard some ministers say, right? Uh, some uh mine was actually, and, and forgive me for the word I'm going to choose, uh, if you don't hopefully you're, you won't, you know, judge, but um, I was, other people saw it in me before I saw it in myself. Oop, there it is. Yeah, I'm going to keep it 100, as the kids say. People saw the things that I'm doing to me, you know, like we say, when you're your purpose. It's easily achievable by you, right? So I was just being Dr. Renee or being Renee, really, you know, being a servant. But anyway, you pray for more. You pray for increase. You pray that God can use you. So people start saying, <laughs> Dr. Sunday, when are you going to do your sermon? When use you, 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 you ministering everywhere you go? Dr., Dr. Doctor, doctor." And so I was at another friend of mine who was doing her first sermon, and um the minister said, it's three people in this room, hallelujah, of all them people in there that has been called to the minister that, you know, they aware, they hadn't aware, da-da-da-da. So one person jumped up real quick. This is at the altar call, the altar, altar call. The second one, I don't know how I got up there, but I got up there, okay? I was just like a feather. Uh, actually, they had to hold me up. I was that under, under the, uh, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> you know. Oh, in anyway. way. But I, I ever since then, I, and, I, and I told the minister, I said, you know, I don't want to do this thing because uh, I want to make sure I'm not the person that people are dwelling on. I want them to dwell on the Holy Spirit. I want them to dwell on God. I want them to dwell on him and realize that he's using me as a vessel, right? But God did a acceleration, Somebody said acceleration. I did my first sermon. Uh-huh, and next thing you know, very shortly after that, I was called to, not very shortly, I'm. let me, let me see, I ran really shortly, a celebration, if you look in the Bible, sometimes it took people 14, 16 years, right, but less than a year, I was called to apostleship, well, like, Lord, look at him, God did this when I was 20, hallelujah, but anyway, no, but you accept what God has said, and it's a journey. Because I want to make sure I'm on point, I want to make sure I'm steady, I want to make sure I'm an example, and you know I'm not, a, you know, not a hundred, you know, it, I'm not perfect. Where it's from? But that's where the believe, trust, and walk it out came out. Y'all think I just be saying that? No, that's what I live. Uh, my first sermon was from Proverbs three five six, and God has a sense of humor, as the old people say, because actually I have to walk that every day. Amen. <laughs> but I still do anesthesia part-time. I do all of the other stuff I'm doing. The the main I want to say this, and then we're going to stop. The main uh, challenge, if you want to call that, or the thing I have to adjust to is delegating. Oh, Because all the things you see me do, my team does a lot of it. Yes, I let them, uh, I, I ain't going to say I let them, I get out of the way and allow them to use their gifts. But I had to adjust to that. I be I keep it one hundred, I tell the truth on that. And I think I've heard uh many other Pastor Keel Dollar and Bishop T D say the same thing. Because that's your baby, if you will. But you know what? I'm glad I finally <laughs> accepted calling, amen. So what God wants me to do, that's what I'm gonna do, amen. That's what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna call that young lady and talk to her more in detail and, and give her wise counsel uh if, if it sticks with me or whoever I'm, I'm, we're gonna get her wise counsel because if you ask her a question you already may have been told. Amen. <laughs> but you gotta get that you gotta get that function and get that clarity from God. It's good to listen to people but God has to confirm that thing for you. Amen. Woo, I know that was a long one. Yeah, but I had to give you that meat in because somebody listening live, somebody listening to the archives, Feel that tug, feel that going, and they actually want to do know what to do next. Amen. And you know my team, I'm looking at them now. <laughs> they set me up because you know what's going on. This is a senior pastor we have on the show today. So we're going to sign in because she may give us some, in her, what what was her journey of calling, and her journey in ministry. But her name is Dr. Cheryl Williams Mentor. Um she uh, is a senior pastor of the Anointed Word Life Center. Guess what? And she's a an awesome. she actually was awarded as the 2018 humanitarian award winner. Guess what? And she has been honored as a champion of community service and humanity. In 2017, she was a woman of distinction. I like that award recipient and and many many other accolades from President. Outstanding Community Service Award, and she actually been bestowed by our lovely, lovely, we just woo, President Obama. You know me. I remember <laughs> President Obama, and she's a dynamic servant leader. Of course, she's a speaker, empowerment, and guess what? leadership coach. And you know, without being said, she's an anointed woman of God that lives, preach, and actually helps other people to come closer and closer to Christ. She's a globally teaches, globally evangelized. And again, her church is here local in Atlanta and in East Point area. She gives us the information. But she's striving to bring healing, restoration, balance to the lives of others through ministry, community outreach, and her moving forward and empowerment coaching services. Isn't that a blessing? Hallelujah. But we want to welcome her because she's going to tell us the real deal. And I and I didn't want to get, you know, my team, they do a lot of research on me, right? So they gave me that question so we could. Well, <laughs> so hallelujah. We want to welcome, welcome, no other day. Dr. Cheryl, are you there?
1: Yes, ma'am. I'm here. How are you today?
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us at Good Deeds. Thank you for inviting me. Well, Dr. Sharon, please tell us a little bit more about yourself because, you know, we only tip the iceberg of of actually saying the many things that you have been truly, truly blessed and afforded to. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and the things that's going on in your life.
1: Well, I guess if I would have to say anything, first of all, I'm a humble servant of the Most High God. I love God. Love him with all of my heart, you know, uh, been saved ever since I was about, um want to say 18, but really, really actually gave my heart to the Lord. When I graduated college from Tennessee State University, uh, played basketball, graduated from TSU, played basketball there, I also went over to Varaca, Caracas, Venezuela, and played two years of pro women's basketball, and came back home and You know, a lot of things were happening in my life, and I always knew that there was a call on my life. Um, I I was just always the odd person, the strange person, you know, never fit in, wanted to fit in, tried to fit in, but really never fitted in. And so uh, after I came back from overseas, you know, my mom had had a heart attack, and I'll never forget the day that God asked me, well, I asked God rather, I said, please don't take my mom from me because. Uh, For the most part of my memory, my mom, she was an evangelist, loved the Lord, led all her kids to Christ. You know, we raised up in the church. But for the most part, I just remember my mom being sick a lot. And Mm -hmm. this particular day, I asked God not to take my mom, and she had a massive heart attack. And I stood outside the door, and I told God, I said, whatever you want from me, you got it. If you would just leave my mom with me. And he did. He gave me my mom for an additional 17 years. And from mm-hmm. that, I never turned back from the promise that I made to God. And I've been running ever since. Made some mistakes. Done some things I probably shouldn't have done. Was anointed by God. Called by God. Chosen by God. But that, that um you know, the gift and the calling is without repentance. Thank God I've grown up. Thank God I've matured and want more of him each and every day. But for the most part, um, I'm just on this battlefield, you know, trying my best to do what God has called me to do, to be the best I can, anointed at what God called me so I don't embarrass him. It is so funny because even before Mm we uh, got on the phone today, my prayer to God was think through my mind, speak through my vocal cords, none of me, all of you. And then the next thing was, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because my whole premise is to please God. Wow,
0: that is just so powerful. Oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, talk about this, and and, and, and I'm sorry that this has to come up, but this comes up a lot. I get this question a lot, if you mind sharing on this. In regards of your journey as being a woman of God in ministry and, and the amazing thing, you're a senior pastor, which actually this is a great question in regards of your, you know, the being a senior pastor and then the leadership ability that you have uh, that goes with that in the church and outside the church. Talk a little bit about that because I still hear, depending on some places I go, uh, and even with the question that we had in the top of the show, is a lot of women feel... And I guess the word may be uneasy, I guess, may be a nice word, but just really is somewhat we still have, people still say, oh, okay, should a woman preach, should a woman have a pastorship? you know, that type of thing. I'll talk about that just, I know that's a whole nice conversation, but touch on that a little bit for us.
1: It really is. You know, it's a lot of women out here that God have, God have called to preach the gospel and I think, for uh, in some cases, not all cases, but in some cases, we are very intimidating to uh, some of our male counterparts. And the reason for that is that the majority of us, or we are very detail oriented. And so, when God called us, we go after stuff. Isn't it amazing that when God needed somebody to pray, He said, "Call the welling women." You know, He we a lot of people are afraid to step out because they don't want to be rejected. Well, I've been rejected a whole lot, so rejection was kind of sort of like a part of my fabric and how to deal with being rejected. But this is one thing that I do know, that if God called you, it's better that you reject man than reject God. And if God called you to a position or he called you to preach, to pray, whatever he called you for, God has equipped you to do the very office that he has called you to. I'm not saying that it was easy. I'm not saying that there was not doors shut in my face. Uh, I I clearly can remember one time in being invited to this church to minister. I had been on a fast and really wanted to please God, you know, want people to receive uh, healing, deliverance, and whatever it took. And I walked up in that church and began to minister and I didn't even get a chance to minister because of the prayer. The moment I began to pray, you could feel the anointing and the power of God that walked into that place. And I began to sing, sing this song, you know, uh, Oh, How I Love Jesus. And all of a sudden, that was such a strong anointing that came in that church. Everybody was either laying on the floor or they were kneeling beside the bench and they were crying. But I want you to know that that pastor was so offended at me so offended. He himself was on the floor crying, but he was so offended. You know, because I, I, to this day, I can't explain to you why, but it happens when we are women. You know, it happens that, you know, we go to uh, service, you know, the people of God to do the service uh, that God has called us to do, and we have to get thick-skinned. And we have to understand that they really don't mean any harm. But we, too, have to do what God has called us to do. And so I spent a lot of lonely days, a lot of lonely nights, a lot of time by myself. I spent a lot of time in the Word, researching the Word, you know, praying, fasting, whatever it took. That's what I had to do to get what I knew God wanted me to have. And this was the strange uh, or the irony of what God had called me to do, uh, Dr. Sunday. Um, I used to have this reoccurring dream that I was always in this classroom by myself. I kept saying, God, why am I in this classroom by myself? I know I'm not dumb. I know I'm not slow. You know, what is the problem? Why is it that I'm always in this classroom by myself? Well, it took about 10, maybe 12 years for God to really answer that question for me. And when God answered that question, he said, because I had to teach you. I had to teach you the things that you needed to know and the things that I wanted to pour into you so that you could see men and women set free, delivered, healed. I am a faith teacher. I I believe in the supernatural. I've had people in my church healed of cancer. We have so many people in our Mm -hmm. church healed of cancer, even myself healed of cancer, breast cancer. Uh, I've had uh, babies. You know, one of the young, uh, the babies in my church could not hear, had a hearing aid. God spoke to me and said, why are you preaching? Walk with him in your own. And I obeyed God. And uh, God Mm -hmm. said, now pray. And I prayed when God said to pray. And I gave him back to his mom. That night she called me. She said, pastor, she said, "He just hollering. I don't know what to do because he just been hollering all evening. She said, I think I'm going to take him to the emergency room. I said, well, now come on, get your oil. You anointing him. And I'll pray, and he kind of calmed down, this, that, and the other. And the next day, she went on and took him to the doctor because he was still flying in that morning. Come to find out the doctor took the hearing aids out of his ear and threw him in the trash can. he said, she said, he can hear. That's why he hollered. Oh Y'all was God. too loud. The hearing aids were turned up too loud. So I believe <clears throat> in the supernatural power of God. I believe that the anointing comes to remove the burden and destroy the yoke. I believe that if you're down and out, that if you got a hope and if you believe God and if you just can trust the word of God, God will direct you and get you where you need to be. I've been in that place where, you know, I had to strictly depend on God. You know, I'm a Mm -hmm. divorcee, but it's not because, you know, uh, I was out there running the streets or any of that. It's just that I believe God and you know, I, I won't go into what my ex did, but he did what he did, which ended our marriage and a divorce. But let me tell you something. I still believe in marriage. I still believe in wife being submissive to their husband because God have ingrained and engrafted his word in me, and his word will never return back, boy. His word will never lose his power. His word still works no matter what goes on in our lives, the word of God. Operate, work, heal, deliver—anything else you need, it's there.
0: <laughs> amen, amen. Uh, my my team is laughing at me because uh, you know I'm over. I'm never. I'm almost on flow right now because uh, I I went through that rejection thing. In, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. And I, yeah, I went through that all that type of thing, and. and, and I actually, and I don't think I've ever shared this publicly, but I do it right quick. When I got called, like I was saying earlier, uh, I thought, and I'm going to just be very transparent, I thought I had it made, Dr. Cheryl, because I had a spiritual mom that was, I mean, you know, my mom, my, you know, my real mom and my spiritual mom very anointed, okay, and I had a spiritual yes. sister, very anointed. So I thought that I was—I had it made meaning that I was no the ropes. You see what I'm getting at? But you know yes, what ma'am. happened was God not shut them down, but the point is they were dealing with their ministry that God has isolated me. And just like you just said, he had to teach me, not from somebody else.
1: Yes, ma'am. And <laughs> you know
0: So girl, you preaching on that right because I had to learn that for myself and a lot of times I have to add with that, Dr. Share. God has shown me so many things in ministry and, and 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 I'm gonna put it on the air of things that I should be doing in ministry.
1: Right. You okay, know, God you know gave
0: me what I'm me talking the... about, Doctor God... amen. <laughs>
1: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. God gave me this book called God's Anointed Woman, Fulfilling Destiny. And in the book, it mm-hmm. tells about my mishaps, my tragedies, my triumphs. And it tells about even though I was down, but guess what? The anointing was still on me. Even though there were times when I felt rejected and betrayed, the anointing never mm-hmm. left me. And so a lot of times, you know, God has called us, and because we get in that place of rejection, we feel worthless. Uh, You know, our self-worth is not up to par. But God is not operating out of our self-worth. He's operating out of him. And so I just want to encourage somebody today that no matter how you feel, what does the word say? No matter what you see in your face, what did God say? Because if God said it, you can take it to the bank. You can count on it. It's gonna happen just like He said. And I always tell my members, you could be the only person that could forfeit, honey. Your haters, and I hate that word, but your haters and all these other people that's trying to block you, they they don't have no power. They don't have any power. You are the only person that can hold yourself back because you sitting there watching. The people that's trying to hold you back. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and you have to take hold of that, and you have to move and and keep moving, even when you feel like you've done all you do. You can do. Then you stand and watch the salvation of the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I like that that the amazing that God gave you that to to, to pin uh, for us uh, in your wonderful publication. Let me ask you this, uh, because I think that's what's going on in this day and age. And, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you know how I feel. You got to, you know, uh, purchase a book, right? Uh, uh, just the world in general is going through a lot of things. Everybody have have concerns. Have you know I don't like the word "issue," just like you were saying about the word hater. But we all have things going on. And, and those distractions at an ultimate high almost. And, and, and going back to what you were saying, what can we do as believers? Because it does take the whole the whole village, as we used to say, to actually help not just the you know the millennials, but help the whole body of Christ and to be that example that we can actually help people come closer to Christ.
1: Well, you know, I think uh, one of my motto, my life motto for myself, and I often uh, speak it to my kids to thine own self be true. Unless you be truthful to yourself, no matter where you are and what walk you are in in your life, if you're not truthful, then how can you pull yourself up? How can you, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to use this for an example. When, in the midst of my divorce, I said to God, God, why didn't you tell me this man was crazy? Why didn't you show it to me? I prayed. I asked you. da 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 da, You know, I had all my little questions. God said, don't you lie on me? I was like, huh? huh?" God said, don't you lie on me? God, I I didn't say, God said, you didn't want to see it. I showed it to you. I showed you what you needed to see. But you didn't want to see it. But guess what? There came a time in my life when I had to get real with my life. And I had to get real with myself and say, you know what, God, you did show me that. I I remember that day so vividly. We was in the kitchen, and, you know, he he was upset and threw coffee up in the ceiling. You were showing me the anger. You showed it to me. But I thought because I could pray. Listen to me. Somebody got to hear me. I thought because I was a prayer warrior. I thought because I was anointed to pray, because I had prayed so many people through. I had, you know, people would call me, oh, I need prayer. Oh, it happened. Praise the Lord. And I thought because I was this prayer warrior that I could pray away what was going on in his life. But I could not pray it away off of him. He had to want deliverance. I could stand in the gap for him. But he needed to want deliverance. He enjoyed his life. He liked the way he was, you know, the way he, his character was. So I think one of the hardest things for Christians is to be honest with themselves. And we have to be honest so that God can get, show us the root cause of the problem so that we can be delivered, so that we can be healed and receive the best that God has for us.
0: Oh, I totally you 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 totally you totally own that, and and it's a process. Um, So, what's on the horizon for you, Doctor Shara? I mean, the the wonderful information your team sent over in regards of you know your more evangel you know evangelist like I said being evangelist to the outreach to the world and, and your empowerment. Uh, coaching services. Tell us a little
1: bit more about the theme, the other things that you're involved in as well. Well, one of the things that I'm in the process of, uh, God laid it on my heart to do a citywide revival. So I'm working on that, you know, trying to get it together, talking to the city officials, trying to see where we can have it at, because it's too many people walking around that don't know that they can be delivered. That don't know that they can be healed, set free, and they can live a good life. I'm also uh, in the process of um, doing a student recovery, um, a student recovery uh, format, and it's for college kids. You know, like when my daughter was in college, that was that in between time when the money wasn't there, but a the clothes needed to be washed, they needed, you know, needed something to sack on on the weekend, so. God gave me uh, a plan, you know, to start mm-hmm. doing goodie bags for the uh, kids in college that on the weekend, you know, they can come pick up something that will have uh, tied parts in it, you know, uh, snack bars, a $5 gift card, whether it's to Subway, Pizza Hut, whatever, whatever. So I'm in the process of trying to do that, too, because I'm, I'm a real advocate about people going to school. You know, I I just believe in education. I mean, I'm not saying you have to go, but if you want to go, you should be offered that opportunity to go. And Mm -hmm. so besides Mm -hmm. that, I have a uh, conference that I do three times a year. We've already done it twice. I got one more time to do it, and it's called I Wasn't Built to Break. And we go in and we minister (laughs) to women, to men, women. It doesn't matter who it is. We minister to them, and we help them to understand that god there's a purpose and a call for every person in this walk of life. You know God called mm-hmm. you to do something, you know whether it's to babysit whether it's to be a uh, to cook food if you're an entrepreneur, whatever it is, God has called you to that, and you can be successful at it and so those are the things that i'm working on right now, besides you know i'm I'm really uh a prayer warrior for a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, there are people that call me and they get on my list and I pray for their business and, you know, we talk about things and this, that, and the other. And I have a lot of young mothers that I coach. And to be honest, my coaching sessions are really right now, they're free because they can't afford to pay for them. And, you know, it would just behoove me to try to get something from somebody that really actually needs the help. So those are the four things that I'm really working on right now. Well, God bless you. That's a
0: great idea because I remember, well, I I just thank God that my mom always uh, gave me, and she still do this today, and I love it. When I I went to uh, medical school in Nashville, Tennessee, so from Birmingham she would always give me a big box. And it got to the point that every kid on every kid, but every uh, uh, person that was on my floor, my mom would give care packages to, because because all my food, you know, people knew that I had food, so they would come down. So that's a great idea, because uh, I remember even in medical school putting our uh, change and stuff together to go to, uh, not to say a brand name, but I said in this case to go to Crystal. That was our treat on Friday to go get Crystal burgers. <laughs>
1: That's right. So that That's is right. a much
0: needed thing. Oh, I just God bless you. You know, I do want to say this, and you know, we'll talk again because we have a nonprofit. Maybe we can partner on that because that that is much much needed uh, thing to do. And then we used to wash our calls together. So I'm a living witness, like your daughter, of how you have to merge together uh, to to make it happen because. You know, and that's even in the kids now um, here in Atlanta. Oh, bless our heart, we have a high percentage of quote unquote homeless, and you know, it's different degrees of that. uh, Of kids, so how can a kid? actually learn anything if they hold or if they live it on the street, if they live it in the shelter, that's actually very hard for them. So I, I, I commend you on the things that God is putting, you, you know, in you that it's going to be birthed and it's going to really, really change people's lives. So God bless you on that. Oh, my God. I think you're the first person that I can say that will publicly say what you said in regards of uh, people need the help. And, and and really, you're doing it, you know, complimentary, free. Um, I, I've actually done a lot of that, by uh, sharing, and you ministering to me, ladies and gentlemen, that, <laughs> because people have uh, actually really judged me and condemned me and saying I shouldn't have done that. But I always know that God always takes care of his people, and uh, you're supposed to be a willing servant to help other people.
1: That's right. We are servants before we're ever leaders.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm God I always takes yes. care of me. I don't ever have any problems. But, but Dr. Cheryl, tell us this. Um, it, oh, go ahead. You, you had so Go ahead. You.
1: No, I was just going to say the reason for that is because, you know, my son and daughters, they all, all went to college and everything. But my baby girl, she was an IB student, you know, smart and everything and and, man, we could not get a college uh, a scholarship for her. And, and that was just, it was kind of baffling. I'm like, God, what are you doing? And so at their graduation, they came in off the song, Go Get Your Blessing. And so, and I'm like, sitting there like, that's kind of strange. Why would they play that for them to come in uh, to, on the graduation, Go Get Your Blessing? Little did I know that that song would propel my daughter through school for four years. We had to actually go get the blessing, and she got accepted at Spelman. Now, you know Spelman is not cheap. We had zero dollars. I want to tell you, every year, God worked a miracle. It was a different miracle every year. We had to go out and get it. I had to lay on my face. I'm going to tell you this one particular time, and, and that's why I'm so advocate about college students, because I'm a living witness that God will open the door and cause their dreams to come to pass. And this one particular year, you know, we had no money, you know, when nothing coming up, you know, the student loan wasn't looking that good. You know, I was in the midst of a, of a divorce and, and, and my money was like all jacked up and I'm being honest cause somebody needs to hear this. And so I was praying, I said, God, what, are, what are we going to do? And so, you know, I really wasn't getting an answer from God. And I said, you know what? My birthday, July 20 I'm going to go out of town. I'm going to spend some time for myself. I'm going to just get away because I need, and God spoke to me then and said, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, it's my birthday. So I said, okay. I said, I'm going out of town. God said, no, you're not going anywhere. What you're going to do is go to the church and get on your face and pray. I'm like, man, I ain't going to no church and pray. I'm going out of town. It's my birthday. But I want you to know I was at that church. And I laid on my face. So I put in for a parent plus loan. They denied me. So I went up to the church. I said, God, why you got me up here praying? I said, you told me to come up here and you were going to work stuff out. I got denied, blah, blah, this, that, and other. I'm just fussing at God. Yeah, I'm just fussing at God. I'm saying it. I fussed at God because he the one told me to go to the church, lay on my face and pray. And so in the process, of doing all of this, round about that fourth day that Thursday, she had to be in school that Saturday. God spoke to me and said, Go to your computer. I said, Go to my computer. God said, go to your computer and look at your email. I went to my computer, looked at the email, opened up email. There was another letter from the parent plus loan people. And they said, Upon careful consideration, my prayer now when I was up there at the church was God give me double for my trouble. I only asked them for ten thousand dollars. I think it was thirty thousand to get in school. So I only asked for ten thousand. I'm thinking one semester. I ain't thinking the whole year. And so, in the process of me looking at that email, they said, "Uh, you have now been granted your request for the loan." I'm looking. I'm like, what? And so I ended up, uh, I ended up calling the school to make sure that it wasn't, you know, it was no fake, fake letter. Come to find out, God made them give me the thirty thousand and pay for the school once full semester. a whole year Why am I saying this Because somebody out there needs to know That miracles still happen today If you just Obey God If you just listen to the voice of the Lord Even though I didn't feel like doing it I did it I obeyed Obedience was better than a sacrifice so I mm-hmm. just wanted to share that today that my daughter and I, we co-authored this book called Go Get Your Blessing, and we, we chronicle you know, we just wrote up the four years. What happened? We told about each miracle. What happened in the way she got in school those four years at, at Spelman College? Mm-mm. Man, that
0: sounds like that would be a stage play. That, that's powerful right there when all the, things, like when all the kids want to go to college and then uh on the flip side, get out of college, can't find a job and have a whole bunch of debt. That that would be a
1: great face play. I mean that ooh, Lord. I mean You know what <laughs> Dr. Sun well, you know what Dr yes, Doctor Sun let me share this. When she went to school, we didn't have no scholarship money, no nothing. It was hard. She was crying. She said, Mama, I did everything God asked me to do. I've been good. I ain't been out there messing around, doing this, that, and the other. Mama, I tried to obey. She said, but everybody that I I counsel got scholarships, and I got nothing. I'm the one teaching them, and I get nothing, and they got all this money. I said, Bree, I can't explain it to you, but I know it's going to work out for you good. I said this to end it with this. She started out witnessing, but why is it, how come at the end of her senior year, she had job off? Op- she had three job offers?
0: All right, well, i just said it, my God, put that in <laughs> the same place, that would be powerful, oh my God, Jesus, well, anyway, you have to talk, if <laughs> God ever confirmed it on you, for you, Dr. Cheryl, let me, let's do this, um, Tell us how we can actually connect with you, how we can get your, your, your book, how we can actually, you know, visit your church if we're here in the Atlanta area, and how we can actually support you on social media as well.
1: Well, uh, if you want to visit the church, the church is named Anointed Word Life Center. We're located at 1802 Connolly Drive, East Point, Georgia, 30344. And well, you can also go to our website, it's www.anointedwlc.net. Uh, uh, and uh, we also have an email address, which is anointedwlc uh, L- at gmail.com. And my books are all listed on the church website. And so, if you want to get in contact with me, you can also email me at pastormentor77 at gmail dot com, and the phone number to the church is four zero four five four nine eight nine one zero.
0: We have had an amazing experience today. Uh, first of all, Dr. Cheryl mentor, Williams-Mentor, we thank you so much for, for being in your purpose, first of all, <laughs> amen, and we thank you so much for taking time out and being with us here at Good Deeds, and, and we just thank you, thank you, because I know that if someone listening live or listening to the archive is really going to be fed and actually going to feel better and motivated that they okay. And we just thank you for that.
1: Amen. Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome.
1: Oh, glory.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're ready. You? I know. <laughs> Somebody takes my team already. Winning a replay. Replay will be up very soon. This is a powerful woman of God. Please connect with her. Uh, we'll have all of her information on our website and social media as well. And, and and I just I just love her spirit. Um, if you if you caught what she said, she said what she said, but she meant what she said. Okay, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> but we gotta trust God, trust God, trust God. We have to please connect with her. Okay, please do that. But you know what? We love you here at Good Deeds. If you want to be a guest on our platform, you let us know. If you actually want to have your own radio show or podcast, we do mentor, we do coaching for that. Uh, We also have a, uh, we do, I do actually grief counseling. Uh, We have a lot of online programs that's going to be starting out very soon on Greek, publishing your book, actually also on business, starting your business the right way, amen, faith-based, okay, that's what it is. And also, um, if you want uh, to be on our television show or start your own television show, we have those opportunities available. We also have the magazine if you want to spotlight your magazine, Spotlight your nonprofit or you want to write an article, you can do that. Any advertising on any of those platforms are available, the radio, TV, and also the magazine. We have a publishing company to get that, get the book out, get that play out, get that poetry out so you can actually help other people, okay? Also, we have a nonprofit organization called Sunday Foundation. What we do, we help our brothers and sisters. That's it in a nutshell. You know, the things we take for granted. Food, clothing, and shelter. Go to our website, com. We love you. We love you. You love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Renee Sunday, which is R-E-N-E-E Sunday, dot com for more information. Always remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not a mistake. You got to do the three things. You got to believe. You got to trust. And you got to walk that thing out. Amen? You got to don't stop. You gotta get it, get it. This is Good and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. See you next time. Bye-bye. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At US Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps>